Hey everyone, uh, welcome back to Come Read With Me. I'm Rev Chris and I'm with uh, David Ingle. It's good to be back. David from burningheart.org. And uh, we're going through Acts and uh, we are on chapter uh, eight. So, um, welcome. Why don't we start with a prayer? Do you wanna, do you wanna pray, I'd love David? to pray. Uh, Lord, we thank you so much for uh, the ways in which you were at work in the early church and the ways in which you use their example and what you were doing then to inspire and speak to us today. And Lord, we pray that you would meet with Chris and I as we read your word and talk it over. And Lord, then as we do that, you would meet with everyone listening. Um, Lord, would they understand your word better? But more than that, would they have encountered you? Uh, over the next hour. So we pray, come Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Chapter 8. And Saul was there giving approval to his death. This was the uh, stoning of Stephen that we covered last time. On that day, a great persecution broke out against the church at Jerusalem, and all except the apostles were scattered. Throughout Judea and Samaria, godly men buried Stephen and mourned deeply for him. But Saul began to destroy the church. Going from house to house, he dragged off men and women and put them in prison. I mean, there's, I mean, just a quick one. Godly men buried Stephen and mourned him deeply. Mm. I think sometimes we try to downplay death. We say, oh, Stephen's death was a triumph. Stephen's death was a, was a glorious thing. Yes. Yes. Stephen's in heaven with God. Mm. Yes. But it's still right to mourn. Yeah. I'm, I miss him. He was my mate. Yeah. And we miss having him as part of our group. Mm. Um, so mourning, is always important. mourning is okay in the Bible. Of course. Yeah. John eleven um, thirty five. 35. Yeah. Jesus Je wept. Jesus wept. You know, mm. he's about to raise Lazarus from the dead and yet he still weeps. Yeah. So a God weeps with us. I also love the fact that a persecution breaks out and turns out to be one of the best things for um, making spread. the church spread. <laughs> God moves in very mysterious ways. Mm. He is able. <clears throat> Those who had been scattered preached the word wherever they went. Philip went down to the city in Samaria and proclaimed the Christ there. When the crowds heard Philip and saw the miraculous signs he did, they all paid close attention to what he said. With shrieks, evil spirits came out of many, and many paralytics and cripples were healed. And so there was great joy in that city. Now, for some time, a man named Simon had practiced sorcery in the city and amazed all the people of Samaria. He boasted that he was someone great, and all the people, both high and low, gave him their attention and exclaimed, This man is the divine power known as the great power. They followed him because he had amazed them for a long time with his magic. But when they believed Philip as he preached the good news of the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ, they were baptized, both men and women. Simon himself believed and was baptized, and he followed Philip everywhere astonished by the great signs and miracles he'd saw. When the apostles in Jerusalem heard that Samaria had accepted the word of God, they sent Peter and John to them. When they arrived, they prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit had not yet come upon any of them. They had simply been baptized into the name of the Lord Jesus. 
Then Peter and John placed their hands on them, and they received the Holy Spirit. When Simon saw that the Spirit was given at the laying on of the apostles' hands, he offered them money and said, Give me also this ability, so that everyone on whom I lay my hands may receive the Holy Spirit. Peter answered, May your money perish with you because you have thought you could buy the gift of God with money. You have no part or share in this ministry because your heart is not right before God. Repent of this wickedness and pray to the Lord. Perhaps he will forgive you for having such a thought in your heart. For I see that you are full of bitterness and captive to sin. Then Simon answered, Pray to the Lord for me so that nothing you have said may happen to me. When they had testified and proclaimed the word of the Lord, Peter and John returned to Jerusalem, preaching the gospel in many Samaritan villages. Well, let's just stop there for a moment because it's, it's kind of an interesting story and it is challenging. <laughs> um, I think I've never read it in terms of uh, here the people are baptized and yet I know that, you know, here's someone who's baptized as an adult. You know, not to get into young and old yet, but here's a guy <laughs> pre baptized an adult and yet not received the Holy Spirit. Mm. Still, is bitterness in his heart, and uh, and obviously is you know what does what does uh, Peter say to him? I still see there is uh, full of bitterness and, and captive to sin. sin. It's interesting, and yet he's been baptized. Mm. I mean, well, there's interesting things about baptism here. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think this is one of those places where I would say it is possible to be baptized. Mm. And I think, you know, w we have people who, who are, let's leave Simon uh, alone for a moment, but mm. other people who they've, they've believed, they've repented and they've believed and they've been baptized and they are saved and they are Christians, mm. but they've not been filled with the Holy Spirit. Mm. And I think that, I think that is possible. Mm. Um, and I think that, in fact, I think it's more than possible. And I think there are many people I've met over the years who who have a deep and genuine faith in the Lord Jesus. Mm. They've put their trust in him and I will be with them in glory. Mm. Um, you know, they will be there, but they've they've never, and often they've never asked and received for the Holy Spirit. Mm. Um, and I think that that's, I mean, that's, I mean, they're missing out on so much. Mm. And and I think if you are someone who's put your faith in Jesus, uh, listening to us and you think, oh, what is this Holy Spirit? I I'd like to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Mm. You know, the Holy Spirit is at the heart of what it, what it means to be a Christian. But it is possible to believe but not be filled with the Spirit. And and I'd encourage you to to ask God to fill you with his spirit. I, I, I won't get into more, more now, maybe go on an alpha course or, or, or something like that where they mm. talk about the Holy Spirit. But I think it, I think you're right. I, I don't think I'd spotted it in quite that way before, mm. but, but it, it does seem clear. You can believe, but not be filled with the Holy Spirit, which I think is a, a spur to us to say, well, am I filled with the Holy Spirit? And Lord, if not, please do fill me with the Spirit. And There's think, another think, thing that we can all be filled more with the Spirit. Yeah. So whoever you are, pray for more. But, but yeah, I think yeah. that's, I mean, I don't want to escape hard truths, but that softens it a little bit for me because I think there is a degree of like, if you, you're coming to Christ, you know, it says no one can come to me except by the Father who draws yeah. him, right? These people are coming. There's a degree of spiritual activity going on in them. And I, and, and I think there's a difference between someone who's filled with the Spirit and someone who is 
you know, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. is there, de- you know, degrees of how much the spirit you have? Mm. It's kind of a weird kind of thing to get into. But if we imagine the spirit like fire or like water or images yeah. that we've used, you know, there are there are levels of like the Bunsen burner is full on gas yeah. or if it's just the pilot light or, you know, it's burning, but it's quite slow. Or mm. if it's like a, a small trickle of the spirit being mm. around in the inn or if there's a filling going on and you're just full of the spirit. It's definite times in my life where I felt like I'm walking in spirit in really a fullness of spirit and, mm. and or at conference or at prayer meeting or at something mm. where I'm feeling movement of God. And there's times where I'm just in a sense, like in the, in the stillness, mm. in a, and uh, that's, you know, hopefully what, I don't know, there's some, there's some spiritual activity going on. I just, I don't think I'd, cause I am someone who's quite sacramental in my theology. So mm. I believe that when a child is baptized, they are, their promise is that the spirit is there. Mm. And that part of my my faith as the priest doing that in 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 a sense accordance with um, church history and church tradition and the authority given to me is God is is with that child and the spirit is is coming into that person um, and yet I understand that there is also this idea of the filling of the spirit mm. and. I don't think like, you know, the, the baby is suddenly like speaking out in tongues or something. Mm. Else, you know what I mean? But I also see that with adult baptisms, it's not in that moment that that happens either. Mm. Um, I just, it's just challenging. I mean, I suppose I'm probably, I'd still say, I'm, I mean, I think the sacraments are very important, but I'm not sacramental in that way. Mm. I, I think that what we do is, is never automatic. I, I sort of, I'm, I always love what Nicky Gumbel um, both of us, he's, he was our old boss at HDB, mm. um, vicar of the church there. And he always used to say there's there's sort of three elements. He said, I, I don't know if you remember this, whenever he was doing a baptism, mm. he'd say there's three, three, three elements to sort of becoming a Christian. There's something only God can do, something only you can do, and something only the church can do. Mm. And you know, there's something only God can do is, is save you, forgive you, yeah. fill you with the Holy Spirit, and more than one thing, you know, mm. wash your sins away. Then there's something that only you can do is you need to repent and believe. Mm. And then there's something that only the church can do is baptize you. Um, and I think that, you know, if we're baptized, you know, with the form of words and mm. and and even by a, you know, someone who's a you know, true church leader and mm. priest, pastor, call them what you will. But but there is no faith. Um and I, and I think with with um with children who are baptized the mm. faith comes later mm. but but then then I think it, it's just a I don't think it does have an automatic mm. sort of efficacy but but where all those three things come together mm. you know and where the two things come together where we have faith and where um where the church baptizes you know the Lord the Lord has promised that that something happens but is that does that guarantee that you're filled with the spirit this passage, would you know? I suppose I, if you if you'd asked me this morning before we read this, um, and I have read this before, but but maybe this has just sort of stirred something up in me. Mm. I would say all Christians are filled, you know, have got the Spirit, yeah. But but not all are filled with the Spirit. Again, yeah. it's the Nicky Gumble one of you know, it's like an old boiler. There's the pilot light, yeah. and then the, the thing comes on. But but here, this this just makes me question that. It's maybe maybe isn't you can it? be maybe you can be a Christian and saved, and you know the Lord has done that transformative work in you but you're not yeah. filled with the spirit um you, you don't have the spirit but but then and i mean and in some ways i sort of i suppose i won't say i mean we can get very sort of heads up on this but in yeah. some ways 
it's clear that these people needed more of the spirit and um you yeah. know as it were the practical point for everyone listening is is am i filled with the spirit okay i'll go away and get a film more yeah hmm Hmm. Interesting. Hmm. There's a lot here, isn't there? It is. It's humbling and challenging. And I kind of love that about the Bible. You know, mm. you, in order to be challenged, pick up the Bible because yeah. it will challenge your <clears throat> your own beliefs, whether you're coming from a more conservative ended mm. or you're coming from more liberal ended. It will just challenge you because you'll have things that you, you think you know and believe and then you're like, whoa, this seems to be saying something yeah. that is challenging to that. Um, I think it should keep you humble. Hmm. Um, let's pray. Um, pray. Let's carry on. Um, <laughs> I love the next bit, Philip. And well, let's pray. Actually, maybe that was it. Lord, would you mm. fill people with the Spirit? Mm. Would you fill me more with your Spirit, Chris, more with your Spirit? Jesus. And if there is anyone listening who, who they want to follow Jesus, but they've not been filled with the Spirit, would you fill them now? Come, Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. <laughs> had a picture of um you know that picture that's on 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 jordan nike um shoes maybe this is for someone who's listening maybe of you know it's like michael jordan basketball shot where he's like spread legged and he's got his the ball and he's about to slam dunk it I just had a picture of that um image i have no idea why as you were praying it was like slam dunk do you, do you think it's the lord is about to slam dunk the holy spirit on uh, someone maybe I, I don't or know. maybe it's a <laughs> basketball player who well, who knows? Who I, knows? I, I, that's for you. Bless you. Amen. Amen. <laughs> um, now an angel of the Lord said to Philip, go south to the road, the desert road that goes fr down from Jerusalem to Gaza. So he started out and on his way, he met an Ethiopian eunuch, an important official in charge of all the treasury of Candace, queen of the Ethiopians. This man had gone to Jerusalem to worship and on his way home was sitting in his chariot, reading the book of Isaiah, the prophet. The spirit told Philip, go to the chariot and stay near it. Then Philip ran up to the chariot and heard the man reading Isaiah, the prophet. Do you understand what you are reading? Philip asked. How can I, he said, unless someone explains it to me. So he invited Philip up to come and sit with him. The eunuch was reading this passage of scripture. He was led like sheep to the slaughter and as a lamb before the shearer is silent. So he did not open his mouth. In his humiliation, he was deprived of justice. Who can speak of his descendants? For his life was taken from the earth. The eunuch asked Philip, tell me, please, who is the prophet talking about, himself or someone else? Then Philip began with that very passage of scripture and told him the good news about Jesus. As they traveled along the road, they came to some water and the eunuch said, look, here is water. Why shouldn't I be baptized? And he gave orders to the stop the chariot. Then both Philip and the eunuch went down into the water and Philip baptized him. When they came up out of the water, the spirit of the Lord suddenly took Philip away and the eunuch did not see him again, but went on his way rejoicing. Philip, however, appeared at Azotus and traveled about preaching the gospel in all the towns until he reached Caesarea. Now, I know there's some wonderful and amazing spiritual points here, but I mean, I've always wanted an angel to turn up and tell me what I should be doing in my ministry. <laughs> yeah. And this miracle at the end that we often miss when the spirit of the Lord suddenly took Philip away and he mm. reappeared at Azotus, which is like a, a number of miles away. Um, wow. You know, 
the spirit teleports uh, Philip. It's one of my favourite, um, one of my favourite Bible stories, Bible miracles, and I've always thought. Ooh, I love that. Love to be and that probably means that it'll never happen to me because I don't think God's into just doing like fair, fair grand curiosities. Yeah. But but this is the kind, I just, you know, oh, wouldn't it be cool? And I said that to you and you said you had a story about this. So I want to hear it. <laughs> yes, I was teleported once. <laughs> I um, I believe it's very, it's a weird story, uh, but um, I suppose you can only come to it with you either believe me or you don't and leave it there. Well, I've just read a bit of the Bible that says it's possible. So yeah, I so it's definitely <laughs> possible. Basically, it, it happened when I was in Africa. Um, long story short was uh, I, I, I wasn't very well. I had malaria and I just and the pastors were asking that I drive them quite a long distance to a conference. And I wasn't feeling very well, but I um, just thought, you know, they want to do it and it's probably a good thing and I'll just have to do it. So I am. Um, I did it and I actually felt a lot better. As soon as I got in the car, I, was, I think I was fine. And um, I drove them for about two hours along back roads, um, d you know, dancing roads to um, the roadside where they could catch a bus from. Because we were in the very middle of bush, so no tarmac roads or anything like that. So I drove them for a while um, to this concrete road, tarmac road, and they got the bus. Now I traveled back with um, two of my friends who agreed to come with me for the ride. So um, we were all sat in the car and it's about two, just over two hour journey back. And uh, we just dropped the parcels off and turned around to come back. And uh, we were driving along and then suddenly, I mean, all that's, this is the way that I can describe it. Suddenly we had seemed to have been moved and we were moved from where we just dropped the pastors off to the village um, that is that is a precursor to our home village. And uh, all of a sudden we were like, how did we just get here? And, <laughs> uh, and a sense of joy and uh, amazement filled us. And all I can say is uh, we seem to have shifted a huge amount of the journey. Um, and uh, we were suddenly at home or the village before home. Mm. And we didn't know how we got there. And we all just laughed about it and um, and carried on. And that, that on, on, on that's all I can say. That's what happened. And it wasn't like we were suddenly caught up in the heavens and the angels <laughs> like carried us on their shoulders. We were simply moved and we appeared in a place, you know, that should have taken us an, more than, you know, need two hours to get there. Mm -hmm. And we're suddenly just there. And if you were to ask me, had the time changed? Had anything like that happened? I don't know. I, oh, you should look to your watch. I just, I just, I, <laughs> I suppose you didn't know it was going to happen. So you no. could be like, okay, it's now. <laughs> I think we were just, it moved in a moment. And um, and uh, we were all looking around ourselves, like, how did we get here? How are we here? And uh, it was, it was a rather strange occurrence. And um, it was wh funny why enough. Why do you think, why do you think God did it? I don't know. I don't know. There are many kind of potentials. One is maybe there was um, there was there would have been a problem on the road, and we mm. were we were simply moved past it. Maybe there was um, uh, some spiritual activity that God didn't want us to do. Maybe it was that He. Uh, I honestly don't know. I just think I just think God sometimes does stuff like that, mm. and I was you know tired, and maybe it was that. Maybe it's a mercy, or maybe. 
he just did it because he can and and i was doing something of the lord's will like taking these pastors there mm. and then we're driving back and we and one of the things because it was funny is i always thought about that moment like that was crazy i can't believe that happened and then as life goes on you kind of wonder did i make that up did i <laughs> is that like is that did that really happen mm. did we just get caught up in conversation and we just forgot about time and you know and suddenly or you know did and then i remember listening to uh, a scottish preacher i think who was once who said uh who basically was giving an exact same story he goes actually i was moved once i was driving mm. from one location to another and i simply got moved to that location as i was driving mm. there and um and there wasn't anything about it it was just suddenly we were moved to the place and we were there and arrived and that was it and i was like that's what happened to me so it really helped me to go no it did happen yeah. I, I i believe it happened it's just it's quite hard to well i mean it, and it's the same here i mean it's it's funny it's not not much is made out of it i'd never spotted it until yeah. somebody like plotted the things on a map and it's like it's it's like a long way yeah that he goes and again it doesn't i mean he appears at a azotus and starts breaching but it doesn't seem like something important was gained by it the only and the only way i can describe it is in when when something like the miraculous happens in a way that god uses it mm. it's completely normal it's not doesn't it doesn't have that supernatural feel yeah yeah it's, it's just, the same with miracles it's just of, of healing and stuff normal and so it feels normal mm. it feels natural it doesn't feel strange at the time you you actually have to put a stamp of strangeness on it mm. in your mind to to it, it doesn't uh, doesn't come across weird mm. it comes across normal and that is in a weird way the weird thing about it yeah i mean and and i, I suppose it shouldn't surprise us because god like like sort of god god mm. is beyond all the all creation and say you know he can intervene everything is in and I, I wonder whether maybe one of the reasons why god did that god did this and i, I don't know mm. this is but speculation but certainly one of the kind of fruits of it is it just stops us in our tracks and it it stops us from sort of categorizing god this mm. is the way god works yeah. god does this 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 and this and he does it for this reason this reason and this reason okay i've got god in my box mm. it sort of brings god out of my box mm. and it also just challenges us that you know this is something i'm not expecting is this possible this sounds a bit weird and it it just helps remind us that god is bigger yeah. um and i'm guessing that i mean you guys you said you were all laughing i bet you at the end of that day you were like oh yeah god's real <laughs> no honestly yeah just um we just carried on yeah i mean we we had prayed that we'd get back safely and efficiently and mm. You know, and, and I don't know, God can do these things. And I wonder I wonder if the real miracle for us as human beings isn't when God acts. The miracle is can we stay normal with God acting? Mm. And the miracle is us having faith as well, I think. It's yeah, no, us. I mean I'll be that given. Yeah. Uh but the miracle of us being able to accept it without mm. being puffed up in pride yeah. accept it as a part of our life accept it as a kingdom follower just accept it as normality like the miracle of moses throwing the stick down and it becoming a snake the greater miracle is perhaps him picking the stick back up and it being a stick again mm. and him just accepting that this is happening like because god can do miracles it's how we are able to deal with it 
not him. So it's like, can we be normal with mm. the miraculous? And I think like that is a challenge mm. for us as humans. Yeah, I mean, we there, there's a. I mean, I've, I've, I mean, not just the miraculous, but just I think with what the Lord does in the Holy Spirit, anyway. I mm. think you know, there's a there's a temptation for us to want to control it and take credit for it. You know, to um, you you, you, you know, stick your name on your ministry. Yeah, <laughs> stick stick your name on your ministry. Not that that's necessarily a wrong thing, but stick yourself above Jesus. Mm. But but even you know, in a in a church context, you know. I don't know about you, but I always find lead, leading ministry one of the most humbling and faith stretching or faith. Mm. It's like exercising the faith muscle things, you know, you on an alpha weekend mm. or um, after just after church on a Sunday. Mm. Um, but you, you stand up there. I, I find it particularly on an alpha weekend when, as it were, you've, you've said people, you know, if you want to be filled with the Holy Spirit, you'll be filled with the Holy Spirit. And then you pray, come Holy Spirit. And God always mm. does things and, mm. and it's wonderful. But I'm always like, all I've got is a, like a three-word prayer. Mm. And and there's always a temptation in me to think, oh, we had a bit of funky music. Yeah. You know, we had the smoke I, machine you on. You know, we got, smoke, <laughs> if we've got some candles somewhere. You know, how, how can I, how, and no, <laughs> it doesn't, doesn't work. And, you know, so yeah, there is, there is that, yeah, there is that temptation in us that we want to take control of the supernatural. Mm. Mm. Um, do, do, do you, do you want to say anything else about Philip and the Ethiopian and, and this wonderful kind of example of personal evangelism and, and yeah uh, I think you just did <laughs> it's a wonderful example of personal evangelism yeah. everyone yeah. Um, and openness to be used by the spirit yeah. to guide yeah. um, that's good um, and if you if your if your bible doesn't have a footnote it's from Isaiah 53 um, mm. The bit that he 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 says and is and um, is then explained. Mm, that's good. Saul's conversion. Let's do it. Chapter nine. Meanwhile, Saul was still breathing out murderous threats against the Lord's disciples. That's such an evocative murder. Murderous threats. Sorry, carry on. He went to the high priest and asked him for letters to the synagogues in Damascus, so that if he found any there who belonged to the way, whether men or women, he might take them as prisoners to Jerusalem. As he neared Damascus on his journey, suddenly a light from heaven flashed around him. He fell to the ground and heard a voice say to him, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? Who are you, Lord? Saul asked. I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. He replied, now get up and go into the city and you will be told what you must do. The men traveling with Saul stood there speechless. They'd heard the sound but did not see anyone. Saul got up from the ground, but when he opened his eyes, he could not see nothing. He could see nothing. They led him by the hand into Damascus. For three days he was blind and did not eat or drink anything. In Damascus there was a disciple named Ananias. The Lord called to him in a vision, Ananias. Yes, Lord, he answered. The Lord told him, go to the house of Judas on the straight street and ask for a man from Tarsus named Saul, for he is praying. In a vision, he has seen a man named Ananias come and place his hands on him to restore his sight. Lord, Ananias answered, I have heard many reports about this man and all the harm he has done to your saints in Jerusalem. And he has come here with authority from the chief priests to arrest all who call on your name. 
But the Lord said to Ananias, Go, this man is my chosen instrument to carry my name before the Gentiles and their kings and before the people of Israel. I will show him how much he must suffer for my name. Then Ananias went to the house and entered it, placing his hands on Saul. He said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus who appeared to you on the road as you were coming here has sent me so that you may see again and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Immediately something like scales fell from Saul's eyes and he could see again. He got up and was baptized. And after taking some food, he regained his strength. Wow. Love this story. <laughs> what a great story. Um. Uh, I mean, one of the things that, again, I hadn't seen before, and it, this is why I think just reading the Bible out loud or with people and and, and in long segments is really good. The way that... Or on your own. You can read it on your own read, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, is the fact that whenever anyone sees a vision in the in the Old Testament or, um, you know, or in much of the bible mm. you know visions there's always this i do not be afraid you know and, mm. and oh they fall down before the person or the angel and they're like oh and they're scared and they're terrified and here it's like the guy's just having a chat with jesus he's like and he's just he's like jesus comes to him and is like go to this house and he's like hey 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 lord you know like this guy you know what i mean oh he's been persecuting there's no yes oh you know uh, i must do exactly it's like this conversational vision which I, which is quite. Are you talking about Saul or Ananias? Ananias. Oh, okay, okay. Ananias yeah, yeah. is this conversational vision yeah. where he's like, "Yeah, Lord, okay." I mean, just so you know, that guy. He's and it's like, he's as if he gonna, doesn't know. He's probably going to kill me, Lord. What? I mean, if I was Ananias, I'd be like, "Really?" No, but what? This yeah, is my point. Send him. No, but this is my point. You're literally seeing a vision of Christ, and you're like, it's like you're so conversational about it. You can almost like he's kind of like do you really know this guy lord like he is like and it's just fine i find that weird in terms of whenever there's been a vision of something it's like whoa you know they fall down on their feast don't be afraid or there's this sense of awe. and and here it's just like he just chats to jesus i mean there is that or in other parts that you just i always think of john in revelation he, you know he's one of jesus best buds but mm. then falls at his feet as though dead yes um you know okay. in revelation one I, I wonder whether I wonder whether it's how the Lord reveals Himself. Like yeah. ma maybe here, yeah. the Lord hasn't sort of. It's not like Revelation one where He's kind of appearing in the of the glory. heavens. He's just like He's just it, like Jesus is. But yeah, I I I'd never thought that as well. That that sense that the Lord appears to me knows it's the Lord, but there's something just relational and chatting. And He's and, like, yes, and Lord. maybe that's a, that's yeah. an encouragement just because I think so. Yeah, that's how I pray. Yeah. That's how you pray. That's. You, you know, we have a sense that God speaks to us. Um, you, you, you know, uh, you know, we're always having conversations with the Lord, and that that's that's a good thing. It just feels really <clears throat> honest. Mm. He's like yeah. he sees a vision, and Jesus says, "Go," and he says, "Well, Lord, this guy, you know, he he's going to be doing this," and he's like, "No, he's going to be my instrument." Okay, I'll go. Yeah, it's just nice and natural. It's not like the heavens are pulled apart. Yeah, but, you know, and he's like in some trance. It's just interesting mm. to me. Um, so Saul yeah why do you persecute me that's good let's start there sense of you know Saul is 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 really he's going after the churches he's going after the leaders and Jesus says no actually you're persecuting me mm. the sense of the body being the church and yeah and that's such an encouragement to us yeah if we mm. are you know we are in Christ as as, as mm -hmm. Paul teaches us and if we are persecuted or we have 
people come against us. It's it's really against Jesus. And when you say as Paul teaches, we're in Christ as Paul teaches. I, I've often wondered whether much of the beautiful theology that we mm. that we get from Paul's letters about being in Christ—that's the main way he talks about mm. Christians. You know that we are those who are in Christ. About the church as the body of Christ, which mm. is a very Pauline vision. Mm. I wonder whether it, it comes, it from, comes this, from here. Yeah. He's like, yeah, well, Jesus said, why do you persecute me? Yeah. He didn't say, why do you persecute my church? Mm. Why do you persecute my friends? Why do you persecute my followers? Me. Mm. So, I mean, mm. I wonder whether there's a lot of profound Christian theology mm. that comes out of this moment. Mm. I am Jesus. Mm. I mean, it. it's just a beautiful, it's a beautiful reminder as well of the fact that the Lord can convert some of the most unlikely people. Yeah, yeah. And I, I was reminded recently, this just come to my mind, of um, uh, when I was a, a curate, we we had a, a bit of a, a property dispute with the with the people who owned the, the building next door. Mm. And they were, a, they were a Hindu temple. Right. And they bought it. We felt in slightly, we, and maybe should be careful what I say, but yeah. we, you know, they'd, there'd been a gazump that had gone on, you know, which is the word when somebody else had agreed to buy it and and then sort of without them knowing, you know, it got got bought bought over their head when they yeah. were in negotiations to buy it. And we were we were then we then had some quite difficult sort of um disagreements with 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 what they planned to do with developing it and so you like were gazumped no no it yeah. was the people on the other side actually yeah. who were gazumped yeah. and then and then they wanted to develop it in a way which you know w- would have been detrimental to us and there was question marks about who owned what and um you know we didn't find it easy hmm. and obviously they weren't christians they were they were hindus yeah um but but we were we were praying one day and, and we were praying about this and um, that my my leader um, sort of it's when I was a curate so it was our, our vicar sort of if you don't know about kind of the church thing that was like I I was the junior pastor and he was yeah. the senior pastor and he said you know, I think we should pray pray for them you know yeah. that Jesus tells us to to love our enemies pray for those who persecute yeah. you and so we we prayed for them and we prayed that you know we prayed that they'd come to know Jesus and, yeah. and then forgot about it three years later I was. Uh, again, a curate at HCB, mm. huge church. Of course, had just finished, and I was told, "Oh, there's going to be a baptism at at Onslow Square. It's one of the churches mm. on Sunday evening. Um, in a couple of weeks' time, could you lead the baptism classes?" Mm. So I go off. I lead the baptism classes, and um, then just before I baptize the, the, these guys on uh, on the, the the sort of couple of um, couple of weeks later. Um, you know, they share some of their story, and and one of them was the Hindu priest that had been doing that. <laughs> really, he was I mean, the actual know, Hindu priest. Um, Do you know Rahel? Yeah, no, I met. I didn't yeah. know he was in that story. Was so so yeah, so so the the guy we'd been praying for three years earlier mm. was was Rahel, and I and I um Rahel, sorry um I don't think I've ever played prayed with less faith. Yeah, you know, I was like, well, they're Hindus; they're not going to become Christians, are they? Yeah. And then, I mean, and his testimony is amazing. He's written a, a book mm. and it's called Found by Love. I recommend it, mm. uh, Rahil Patel. Um, but, you know, he I think he came into the church because he liked architecture and then 
ended up going to an alpha course and mm. became a Christian. And it, it sort of felt a little bit like this. And, and I, I sometimes think one of the things that we need to remember is the most unlikely people. Mm. The Lord brings to faith the most unlikely people, the people who are the leaders of other faiths, mm. the people who seem to be most antagonistic to the gospel. Mm. You know, um, I've sometimes sent up a quick prayer for Richard Dawkins. Wouldn't mm. it be amazing if he mm. became a Christian? Mm. But he did it with Paul. It's all even, well, same person. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah, so pray for those people you struggle with in you in your lives, guys. Um, where are we? Well, we're still in the middle of. Saul of, spent several days. Oh yeah, verse. Uh, do, do, there's not that you don't want to dig more into into that bit. Which bit? Well, the bit we just read. Yeah, uh, yeah. No, I think we kind of did. I think okay, we went into fair it. Enough. Yeah, yeah. Let's carry on. Saul spent several days uh, with the disciples in Damascus, and once he began to preach in the synagogues that Jesus is, is the Son of God. All those who heard him were astonished and asked, "Isn't he the man who raised <laughs> havoc in Jerusalem among those who call on this name? And hasn't he come here to take them as prisoners to the chief priests?" Yet Saul grew more and more powerful and baffled the Jews living in Damascus by proving that Jesus is the Christ. After many days he had gone uh, after many days had gone by, the Jews conspired to kill him, but Saul learned of their plan. Day and night they kept close watch on the city gates in order to kill him. But his followers took him by night and lowered him in a basket through an opening in the wall. When he came to Jerusalem, he tried to join the disciples, but they were all afraid of him, not believing that he really was a disciple. But Barnabas took him and brought him to the apostles. He told them how Saul on his journey had seen the Lord and that the Lord had spoken to him and how in Damascus he had preached fearlessly in the name of Jesus. So Saul stayed with them and moved about freely in Jerusalem, speaking boldly in the name of the Lord. He talked and debated with the Grecian Jews, but they tried to kill him. When the brothers learned of this, they took him down to Caesarea and sent him off to Tarsus. Then the church throughout Judea, Galilee, and Samaria enjoyed a time of peace. It was strengthened and encouraged by the Holy Spirit. It grew in numbers, living in the fear of the Lord. You know, Saul, amazing. I mean, one of the things that strikes me about Saul is his guts. Mm. And uh, actually one of the things I spotted in the, the, the previous things when Jesus said to Ananias, I will show him how much he must suffer for my name. Mm. Um, but there is courage. I mean, we've, 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 we've had like less than a chapter of Saul as a Christian mm. and he's already been, had two plots to kill him. Yeah, it's true. Um, he's just starting out. But he, he, is, he is all in for Jesus. I think, I wonder if, you know, he's someone who is persecuting the church, who is literally seeking to kill and destroy families and the faithful. And and he, his whole intention was to do that, to please God. And suddenly he meets God, he meets Christ. And he's told, you're doing this against God. You know, and he's just... Mm -hmm. His whole being is like, oh my goodness, like could there be anything worse than to be against the one who mm. is? And and in that moment, his whole being is like awoken to the reality of the eternal with who Christ is, who God is, who the Jewish people are really truly called to be, this light to the nation. And he's just like, I was against this. Mm. 
I I'm going to do everything to, you know, to make sure that I'm for this. And if they take my life, fine, because I've been there when they've when Christians have died mm. and I shouldn't have been there to do that. And I just, you know, that there's a sense of the the power of conversion in, in him is mm. so is so is so big. Mm. It's so light and dark. It's so like yeah. from one to the other that I think that, you know, he's really aware, you know, where there's where there's the greater sin and then love comes in, there's yeah. greater love, as Christ said. So the more of you've been forgiven, the more you yeah. love. He, I, he, he realizes what it is. I mean, because there's that I'm thinking some of his letters when he says, I consider everything a loss, loss compared yeah. to the surpassing greatness of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. Or I, you, you know, he just, he, he, he gets it, doesn't mm. he? It's like he's got the fullness of the revelation of, of what it means that what Jesus has done for him. Mm. Maybe we need to pray for more of that in all of our lives. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, have mercy, Lord. Don't don't try and kill anybody in, no. before you do, though. No. <laughs> um, how do you pronounce this, Aeneas? I think it's Aeneas. Aeneas. But, um, it's a and Dorcas. He, he's named after a, a hero of Greek mythology. Aeneas. Okay. He's one of the founders of Rome. Okay. Well, no, well, not Rome. Like he's the an suppose the mythical ancestor of the the founders of Rome. Okay. Um. He's he, he, there's Virgil wrote the Aeneid, which is mm. one of the great works. My sister would know all about this yeah. stuff. Anyway, uh, let If you're interested in classical literature, great, but it's not the Bible, so let's go with this. Let's <laughs> let's go with the Bible. As Peter travelled about the country, he went to visit the saints in Lydai. Lydai. Oh man, I'm just. No, anyway. Uh, Just say it with conviction yeah. and, and whoever's listening will believe that that's the right way. <laughs> uh, there he found a man named Aeneas, a paralytic who had been bedridden for eight years. Aeneas, Peter said to him, Jesus Christ heals you. Get up and take care of your mat. Immediately Aeneas got up and all those who lived in Lydda and Sharon saw him and turned to the Lord. In Joppa, there was a disciple named Tabitha, which when translated is Dorcas, who was always doing good and helping the poor. About time she became sick and died. About that time she became sick and died, and her body was washed and placed in the upstairs room. Lydai was near Joppa. So when the disciples heard that Peter was in Lydda, they sent two men to him and urged him, please come at once. Peter went with them. And when he arrived, he was taken upstairs to the room. All the widow, all the widows stood around him crying and showing him the robes and other clothing that Dorcas had made while she was still with them. Peter sent them all out of the room. He got down on his knees and prayed. Turning toward the dead woman, he said, Tabitha, get up. She opened her eyes. And seeing Peter, she sat up. He took her by the hand and helped her to her feet. Then he called the believers and the widows and presented her to them alive. This became known all over Joppa, and many people believed in the Lord. Peter stayed in Joppa for some time with a tanner named Simon. Okay. Some pretty cool um, miracles, aren't they? Really good. So what do we have? We have um, bedridden, so uh, paraplegic, is it? Yeah. Healed, get up. Jesus heals you. Aeneas, um, mm. I'm I'm interested in the way that that Peter heals. Mm. Um, he he declares, and and I suppose 
I've, I've often I often grapple with 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 why are some healed and, and not others mm. um, and you know what does the Bible teach about healing and I think it's very very clear that the Bible does teach that, that there is power for the miraculous in the name of Jesus and and, I, and I've seen that and, and I know you've seen it and lots of people have seen it so the Lord is at work miraculously today um, um, but I'm also conscious that often my prayers um, when it comes to healing are quite sort of oh um lord you know maybe do you want to have a think about healing this you know that and peter here says aeneas jesus christ heals you get up and roll up your mat Mm. to dorcas he says tabitha get up Mm. um and there's a declaration but then i suppose we don't see it in in the first one in the second one he sends everyone out of the room and then he prays and then he declares life over her and I, and I wonder whether what he's actually praying is, Lord, what, can you reveal what's, what you want to do here? Mm. And, and I wonder whether there's a almost him saying to the Lord, you know, are, are, are you going to heal this woman? Do, do you want to heal this woman? Have you called her home? Mm. You know, actually, you know, ha, have, have you called her home? She's in glory. We shouldn't be raising her from the dead. You know, Stephen didn't get raised from the dead. You know, yeah. people in the early church do, do die. Mm. Um, but but he prays and he's praying and then I, I wish there was more detail here I, is he saying in the spirit like okay the Lord has shown me so now I'm going to say okay well God has shown me that he's going to do a miracle here yeah. so I'm not going to faff around going oh maybe God yeah. if you want to it's just going to be like Tabitha get up mm. you know Aeneas in the name of Jesus get up yeah. Jesus Christ heals you and and he speaks with such authority because He's been prompted and led by the Spirit to yeah. do it. And then he just heals in the power of Jesus. Um, and maybe I'm reading too much in there. Again, we've, we've talked about this um, already this week and, and last week, just a little bit of a sense of, you know, when you read the Bible, it's good to allow it to challenge you. And maybe we're in bits of Acts, which, you know, I, I know Saul's conversion really well, but I don't know this bit so well. And, I, I, you know, I haven't read it for a little while. And it's it's just challenging me again, and maybe making me think along those lines, and and think, okay, well, you know, is that's what, what what's happening? And I could be wrong, and you know, I I'm sort of digging in, but but is it that he prays and then declares life because of what the Lord showed him when he prayed? I think it's I think it's really interesting, and I think you ask a good question because it I had this not uh, not too long ago, a couple of weeks ago, um, a lady in our uh church um died very suddenly mm. and uh she basically was unwell felt unwell went into hospital mm. back pain uh, they thought maybe she'd pulled a disc or something um and then nothing came back so they were oh, that's a bit strange but why are you suffering this pain and did a like an mri and, and revealed she had cancer everywhere oh, okay. and she, a week later she died and it was like really sudden and um you know not getting into it's probably a better way to go than long out drawn out and suffering a long time anyway she died but the the interesting thing was um she was a wonderful woman now i went in to visit her to 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 speak to to see how she was i didn't realize the severity you thought you thought she's got a bad back yeah i I went in i went in and i got to the hospital and i said i'm here to see you know this lady and I was told, I'm so sorry, she's just passed. And I was like, I was like, what? I was like, repeated the name. And they were like, yes, she just passed. 
and she literally died minutes before I got there and uh, I was suddenly does the family know you know am I the first person to find this out um, and they and the lady said the, the family were here they've just gone downstairs basically for like a, a cigarette and uh, to, to relax outside like it's just happened yeah they're having a moment so I was like well can I I'll go in anyway so I went into the room with her um, and there she was literally having just died and I stood next to her bed and I didn't know what to do I was like Lord what do you want me to do here like you know part mm -hmm. of it is do you want me to pray that she's raised yeah. you know like and i didn't want to force it mm. you know and i and i and i and i i see those I, I there's that you know those christians who might be like right you know this person's died let me raise them and 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 i and i and i felt like lord if you want me to do that i'll do that i will pray that she's raised right now and i was just like struggling i didn't know if i was called to speak mm. resurrection life there and then as in come out come back um or if i was not to and what's interesting is you know what's going on in me in that moment was do you want me to do this or do i not do this it should i do this mm. should i not do this like what mm. should i do and i and i felt like i felt the sense of the lord being like no she's she's with me you know, like, so I just, I prayed for her to be in peace, crossed her with the sign of the cross. And um, I, I uh, just, you know, prayed that her, that the shoot, the Christ, mm. that Jesus would receive her. And I suppose it comes back to what you were saying is like, how, what is the relationship between being led and in a sense, leading the mm. spirit? Like, is there a call on us to uh, speak out like right get up and then the mm. spirit activates because you're speaking out in faith mm. or is it that we're called to be more open to the guiding of the spirit and mm. to be like lord what do you want me to do uh, in this in this situation um and am i meant to follow you always and i think it is a challenge i you know, I, I want to do a classic Anglican thing and say it's both. There is times mm. that the Lord calls us, you know, in a sense like David versus Goliath to come against something and just go, bang, no, in in the name, you know, God, mm. you've cursed, the, God's going to mm. defeat you, bang, and he goes and does it. Um, And <clears throat> also there's a time like, we just read um, um, Philip is led by the Spirit yeah. to to go somewhere. So, um, and this feels and if you get it wrong though, you, you get it, it wrong. Well, it's, if here's feels here like Peter, it's a bit of both. Yeah, that some people have come to him and then he's come and then he's prayed. Yeah. So, I mean, I I think it's important for us to admit to everyone who's is listening or watching, this isn't an easy one. No. Um, I mean, I. As you know, I made a, a series sort of earlier this year, a film series about prayer. And one of the episodes was, you know, why didn't God answer about mm. when prayers aren't answered? And I, I am, um, something I've reflected, <coughs> my father died in an accident. Yeah. Um, and I've reflected on it quite profoundly in the 12 years or so since. Um, no, it's more, it's 14 years. Mm. Um, but I, um, I did pray 
I, I sat in the morgue and I prayed for resurrection. Yeah. And it, did, it obviously didn't happen. Otherwise, yes. this would be a very different yes. story. Um, and I, yeah, it, it's, it's difficult. Why, when why? you were driven in that situation by one is your faith was great, but two, yeah. you loved your dad. You yeah, wanted yeah. him back. Yeah, yeah, I did. And I suppose that's quite, you know, obviously, and it's reasonable and you would expect yeah. that. But it, the question is, yeah, it, that's what I was asking. I mean, I mean, like, I, do you want me to? Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, and I think it's a, it's a challenge because I, I had a, a wonderful and glorious good friend who died of cancer a few years ago. Mm. And I remember him saying, I don't know whether I'm Lazarus or Jesus in the, the Garden of Gethsemane. And, you know, we prayed for healing for him and, and, he, and he, he wasn't healed and he died. Yeah. But I just remember seeing, I mean, his faith was glorious. Yeah. And he died full of hope in the yeah. resurrection, mm. full, of, full of faith. And, um, you know, but I, I remember realizing, you know, there's a, I mean, you can write theology books about it and, you know, people have, and many of them are very good, but, but it's, it's really difficult sometimes to live out the, the pain and heartache of why doesn't God always do what I want him to do and think that he should. Mm. I think there's a, a call on us to surrender, to be like Jesus in the garden of Gethsemane. You know, we like him, we cry out for what we want mm. to happen. Mm. So I don't think it's ever wrong to ask God for what I want to happen. Mm. You know, Jesus does it in the garden of Gethsemane mm. and and it's not the right thing and the and it, does, so it doesn't happen. Mm. So I don't think that's ever wrong. I don't think the Lord will ever yeah. tell us off for praying yes, for something that didn't happen yeah. and that he didn't want to do. But it's, it's really tough when it doesn't happen. Yeah. And I, I think we're all going to, I mean, well, I think we'll all discover the, the answers and we'll yeah. all get to heaven and, and there'll be a queue around the block and the Lord will say, well, we've got a couple of billion years to work this one out. So no, I'm, I'm being facetious. I don't quite know what it'll look like, but mm. I think we, we will know. But yeah, I mean, because that's, everything in me says, well, why didn't God raise your friend from the dead? Mm. Um, you know, why didn't, you know, this lady, why, why didn't he do it? But, a part of, a, I mean, well part, done for part, you for for praying for praying, you know, I can't, for being willing to do it if God told yes. you to do it, but also for saying, "Well, Lord, what are you, you know, seeking the Lord's, seeking the Lord's." Yeah, yeah, but I, you know, I have to, I have to also admit in humility that maybe part of me not doing it was because I was afraid if I did pray and it didn't happen. Yeah, what was so? Yeah. I, but so I was trying to be as far as I could be. Mm. Lord, guide me here. Yeah. Like I will if you guide me. Um but I didn't want to be a storm chaser and yeah. like, yeah, let's do a miracle and then it will be about, oh, I raised her. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But at the same time, there's part of me that's like, what if I do speak out and she isn't? Then I'm like, oh well that's just not I don't know. It's 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 complex. So I think the the only thing you can Although do Although what would have I mean I mean I'm thinking wouldn't it have been a wonderful testimony if she had been raised, but yeah. then if that uh, yeah. But I just didn't feel that was right in that yeah. time. I think she was meant to pass. But but yeah, it's still interesting, isn't it? It's like, when do we lead and when are we led? Mm. And I think the that's a question of life. It's discernment mm. in that. Like, I mean, I, I'm suddenly reminded of as part of this series on, on, um, on prayer. I interviewed one of the people who taught both of us, actually, at mm. Theological College, Adrian Chatfield. He taught you yeah. as well, didn't he? And he said it at one point, he said, um, I often say it would be much easier if God never healed or if God always healed as, as I think yeah. he should. Yeah. But the truth is, yeah. you know, I've seen some amazing things. Yeah. And I've also had things where I'm like, 
Why not? Yeah. God is God. He giveth and he taketh away. So blessed be the name of the Lord. Amen. This is what Job said. Yeah. He had a tough time. <laughs> he had a tough time. <laughs> yeah, Tom, I think we could call it there. Yeah. yeah. Um, we've, you know, we're tackling a, a subject. Why don't you uh, pray? Mm. Um, you know, people might be listening to this and it might be hitting notes with them or friends or family. You know, all of us uh, have been in some way touched by death. Yeah. Why don't you pray, David? Well, Lord Jesus, we do we do lift up anybody listening who's struggling in this moment, who's remembering loved ones lost, prayers that didn't seem to be answered. And Lord, we trust that you are good. We know that you are good, even when we don't understand how you're being good. And Lord, we trust also that you said you'll be with us always. And, and we pray that you would draw near to them, that they would know you're love and comfort and presence even in the midst of their questions i just feel as i'm praying i want to say to some of you it's okay to to rail and be angry and to be cross and just let it all out to god read some of the psalms um people you don't have to sanitize your thoughts for the lord if, if you're upset with him let him know and he's he's god he can take it um and lord if they do lord i pray that even even in that anger and questioning you you would meet them and that they would might they might find afresh the presence and peace of god mm. and lord i pray for all of us uh, there can't be anybody for whom this is an easy question i pray that you would help us to trust you more but also i pray that you would give us renewed and fresh wisdom and insight and revelation that we might trust you more and have greater faith and I suppose also see more miracles. Lord, would you build our faith on that, that we might see you move uh, to your glory, that people might come to know you. Amen. Amen. Hey guys, this is Rev Chris. Uh, thanks again for listening. I hope you've enjoyed it and been blessed. If you'd like to support me, then you can head to my Patreon and the link is in the bio. God bless.